Welcome to another episode of the Pretzel Podcast, the world's only podcast devoted to pretzel news, culture, and flavor. We take you now to Pretzel World Headquarters in Milwaukee. Welcome to the Pretzel Podcast. I'm Mitch Tyke. And I'm Michelle Maternowski. And and we talk about pretzels quite a bit on this podcast because it is well, it's the Pretzel Podcast, so it'd be kind of strange <laughs> if we didn't talk about pretzels. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of pretzels on today's podcast because uh, we have encountered lots and lots of pre- more pretzels than you could shake a pretzel stick at. Yes. <laughs> we, we were at the Sweets and Snacks Expo this The happiest year. place in the world. It was, again, amazing. This is our second year going, and we kind of felt like a little bit more like an expert going into it this year. We, we went with a, a game plan. I have my map here with me, and we had a list of, of companies we wanted to stop by, and we circled them, and we figured out what would be the most efficient route like, from one to the next. It's like, like going to an amusement park and knowing which rides you want to go to, only it's all pretzels. We had a fast pass for a couple of them. Um, you know, Michelle, the, the most amazing thing for me at this year's Sweets and Snacks Expo was the fact that there were people at a variety of booths that recognized us. I know. It was like a homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really kind of uh, – kind of, and, and oddly enough, I recognized somebody because I remember we met his daughter last year. Well, we'll get you to know, that like later. The, the pretzel world, there are a lot of pretzel companies, but at the same time, there's not more than you can count. Like we've we've kind of built relationships with some of these people, so it's it's like seeing old friends. There's there there are a lot of pretzel companies, but there is only one pretzel podcast. That's true. Uh, well, before we get to our journey to Chicago and this year's Sweets and Snacks Expo, should we do a quick pretzels in the news? Sure. Pretzels in the news. What do you got? You know that I get a Google pretzel alert every day on pretzels in the news. That's how we keep track of pretzels in the news, honestly. I thought it would be interesting to go down the list of headlines in pretzels in the news. This was as of May 24th when we are recording this episode. I hope there's some good ones in there and it's not just uh, lunch menus. All right. Well, first from the Freeport Journal Standard, which I think is Freeport, Illinois. Pretzels, bats, go cold in regional loss. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, is a sports team because they're, they're – is it the high school? Uh, yes, the that pretzels? is the, the, the yeah. Freeport High School pretzels, um, and they seem to have uh, lost a game in the playoffs. Uh, that was the lead headline in Pretzels in the News today, which uh, I think might make us a little concerned. However, IndustryReports24.com tells us Pretzels Market Growth Analysis and Advancement Outlook 2019 to 2025. And uh, the, that's the preview, the that's the headline. Oh. Here is the preview of this. Pretzels are crisp, brittle, and salted baked snack food made of flour dough. These are available in various shapes and have shiny outer surfaces. How informative. <laughs> Thank you. What was the, the website? Uh, IndustryReports24.com. I would be willing to bet that that's kind of some sort of uh, algorithm that cranks this out. <laughs> uh, then we go to ABC 15 Arizona, Dateline Scottsdale, Arizona. A Scottsdale favorite is bringing its giant Bavarian pretzels, Belgian-style fries, and German beers to Phoenix. The headline is, Beer, Brats, and Fries, Old Town Favorite Brathouse is opening second location in Phoenix. Did you say pretzel fries? 
nope. Nope. I, uh, I was just Bel- think- Belgian fries. Oh, I was just thinking like that'd be kind of neat—a pretzel fry. And it reminded me of those chicken pretzel <laughs> yes, that things I tried from last Burger summer. King. <laughs> <laughs> Condé Nast Traveler is the next one, and you'll appreciate this. Uh, this is actually—we should probably open this link. The best road trip snacks, according to our editors. It better not be um, the combos. <laughs> <laughs> So, so this is me. a full list of what the editors of Condé Nast Traveler uh, say they would uh, they would want on a road trip. Uh, and so uh, Betsy Blumenthal, who is an associate editor for Condé Nast's City Guides, says, quote, Sounds weird, but Utz sourdough specials multigrain pretzels are part of my ideal last meal. I don't think I need to riff on the many virtues of pretzels as a snack. They're salty and crunchy, as perfect with hummus as they are with onion dip. These are my personal favorite, though. They are multigrain, so a touch healthier than regular pretzels. A nice advantage when you're sitting on your caboose all day. I don't think that sounds weird at all. I don't think so either. Betsy. She also says they're the perfect size, not those odd nub shapes or the teeny (laughs) tiny skinny pretzel. And she suggests, and I've not done this, pair them with a fresh Honey crisp apple and some roasted almonds. Oh, I feel like she has strong pretzel feelings. So good for you, Betsy Blumenthal. Um, it was actually a worthwhile article that you opened up. Yeah. Uh, a couple more headlines. Uh, we'll go through um, where to eat at Philadelphia International Airport. As I've already found out, there are lots of places to get pretzels at the Philadelphia International Airport, and I brought some back for uh, for my co-host here. They're they're much appreciated. Here's something that we uh, encountered somebody talking about, I think, when we were at the Sweets and Snacks Expo. There's a report on a pretzel run in Oregon. Um, This is from the Salem News, their on-the-run column, Freedom of Choice, Warm Weather, Running Season is here. Uh, And it reports that beer and pretzels are provided to runners after the run at this particular road race event. That should just be standard for all 5Ks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. Congratulations. <laughs> Here's your beer and pretzel. You know, what about using a pretzel rod as a baton at a track oh. meet? You'd have to be very delicate in the handoff. Like you you have True. to pass it without breaking it. Maybe that would be part of the thing. That's like one of those egg toss games, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, New Hampshire Business Review, 12 weeks of collaboration. Uh, Products ranged from pretzels and beer to T-shirts and maps. Services included wedding events, interior design, and Tokenizing data. That seems I like what just that is. a mishmash of words. <laughs> it does, doesn't together. it? <laughs> and then there is news of something called Vancouver's Chocolate Challenge, uh, and the winning creation. I'm gonna. Uh, this is the Salmon Arm Observer, uh, and it reports that the that an Okanagan pastry chef wins the top honors at Vancouver's Chocolate Challenge. Uh, for a winning creation called Beer and Pretzels, which featured beer from Vice and Virtue Brewing Company in Kelowna, a soft beer caramel with almond pretzel praline and royal decree milk chocolate ganache also won. That sounds really fancy. Might be our first Canadian pretzels in the news. Yeah, I think so. Don't reach for the snack bowl just yet. Instead, why not leave us a review or a comment at the iTunes store? Or share your love for pretzels by telling friends about the Pretzel Podcast. Let them know they can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and NPR One. 
Well, at least we have an exciting mix of pretzels and pretzel conversations and pretzel experiences that we can share. Well, and we've got pretzel experiences to last us several episodes, so we're not going to try to cover everything that we did at the Sweets and Snacks we'll get Expo. get a stomach ache. Uh, but as I think you already alluded to, uh, we felt pretty focused this time. We uh, we kind of weeded out the uh, to mix a metaphor here. Uh, we weeded out the wheat from the chaff here. Uh, the uh, there's probably lots of wheat in these pretzels. Actually, uh, we met some old friends, made some new friends. Uh, we got to catch up. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some pretzel innovations on this episode, right? Yeah, and some um, some neat people that we've met who are doing interesting things in the pretzel world. Uh, Where do you want to start? Let's start with something that we actually don't have on the console in front of us because we did a taste test while we were there because, you know what, we ran into the people from Dots Pretzels. They were making their first appearance at the Sweets and Snacks Expo, and uh, it was uh, it was almost a pilgrimage for us. It was the closest <laughs> thing to going to North Dakota without actually having to go to North Dakota. <laughs> Yeah, and they of course had their um, their big bags of dots and their new packaging. In fact, oh yes, slightly slightly different. The packaging for those of you who have eaten dots, and we talk about dots a lot on this podcast. The packages don't look that much different. The logos may be a little bit bigger, and the picture of the pretzels on the package is a little bit more high def. <laughs> if you eat as many of the pretzels as we do, you would might notice the difference. <laughs> but if you're like an occasional Dots pretzel eater, then you might not. Um, but they had the Mr. Dot bars there. This was news just in the last month or so. Uh, in fact, I think they announced it on National Pretzel Day that the newest innovation from the minds of Dots Pretzels, Dot Hanky proprietor, was something called the Mr. Dot bar. Referring to her husband. Yes. Who's Mr. Dot. It's like a candy bar right. with uh, Dots Pretzels. Crushed, crushed up, up inside, yeah. but it's the pretzels with the seasoning that are crushed up. Much to our the surprise, bar. yeah. Um, so I think I had the white chocolate one. What did you try? I, I tried the dark chocolate one. So there are three. There's whites, there's dark, and there's milk chocolate. And they all, they're all essentially the same thing. Uh, it's uh, crushed up Dots pretzels enrobed in a chocolate bar. Um, and I don't know. I think we were both a little skeptical that you could do that with a seasoned pretzel because this is, a, you know, like butter flavoring and garlic and mm-hmm. onion powder and all that. And what could that possibly taste like? Uh, and Michelle? It worked. It, yeah. Yeah. It was a nice chocolate bar. Right. The the sweet and salty thing is not unusual. I think it was the combination of the the seasonings and chocolates. Uh, and yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. I'm uh, I, In fact, I, I brought a couple, of ho- a couple of them home and my wife, much to her surprise, enjoyed it as well. Um, yeah, uh, they. I don't think they're out in stores yet. But look for them. So kudos to them for finding a new way to put pretzels into other foods that we eat. And Dot Henke <laughs> alluded to the next big thing that they were working on, so it's good to hear that the next big thing actually is, is out. It came out, yeah. The other people we caught up with, uh, the other guy we caught up with, actually, was Brad Smith, who has been on this show before. And Brad uh, is the owner and uh, president, I think, of Tell City Pretzels in Tell City, Indiana. And we told the story of Tell City Pretzels on this show the last time we went to the Sweets and Snacks Expo. Uh, These are really crunchy pretzels. Yeah. And they have a new package. And I'm thinking let's play just a little clip from... Our conversation with Brad last year, 
and then we'll talk about the new package. Well, listen, Brad Smith, it's been a real pleasure. I can't wait to try your pretzels. Thank you. I appreciate the, the, the chance to tell you all about them. So, Mitch, we're back in our recording studio in Milwaukee for the crunch time portion of the episode. Yay, crunch time. Uh, it seems only fitting that we So, Michelle, yay, crunch time. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, really, yay, crunch time. Um, so the packaging for uh, Tell City Pretzels is black. And it's a picture of the pretzels, has original whole pretzels, and then in really big lettering it says it's crunch time. So trademarked. Trademarked, yeah. <laughs> um so we asked Brad about that when we saw him at the expo this year because they had a big banner that says it's crunch time. And we're like, that sounds familiar. We have a crunch time on our podcast. And he wasn't aware of that. Uh, so he tells us that they they outsource their packaging. The the the, the tagline that they use, and it, it's still on the back of the package, the new package. It says "Bite Bravely," and there was a lot of "Bite Bravely" going on in their old packaging, which had a window and you could see the 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 pieces of pretzel in their bags and stuff. Uh, but I guess they they outsourced their um, copywriting to a company, was it in Portland or something? I don't remember. Portland or Seattle or one of those edgy places. Uh, And that was what they came up with. So we were wondering whether maybe that uh, whoever that company is that did that did a little bit of research and listened to the interview. It's hard not to make that connection, Mitch, (laughs) because really, who else says it's crunch time on a frequent basis? Referring to pretzels. Pretzels. Should we listen to that again? <laughs> Hold on. So, Mitch, we're back in our recording studio in Milwaukee for the crunch time portion of the episode. Yay, crunch time. Yay, crunch time, huh? So you connect the dots any way you want to connect the dots. Uh, we shouldn't We, we shouldn't give them uh, too much of a hard time because we really do enjoy their pretzels. And we hope that it is connected to us. I think that would be, be pretty kind of am- our crowning achievement, wouldn't pretty it? Pretty amazing, but... <laughs> It just seems very um, suspect. Uh, you know, I'm just <laughs> I'm just grateful that the back doesn't say you know make new pretzel memories with us. <laughs> yeah, right. At least I don't think it does. Does it say anything about pretzel? Or is there anything about pretzels in the news back there? Or? <laughs> oh, there's a Google alert for no. <laughs> um, yeah, that yeah. So so right. that was that was pretty fun to stumble upon that and be like, huh. Innovative packaging there, Tell City Pretzels. So then we have Everton Toffee. And why why is Everton Toffee part of the Pretzel Podcast? Well, should we go right to the source? Uh, Yeah, why don't we? We met up with a guy named Rory Ritz, who uh, is the head of Everton Toffee. And he explains just how he happened to start this company. 25 or so years ago, I... uh... I started uh, with uh, snack time in Terre Haute, Indiana, Galen Wigan, and uh, I knew somebody that knew him, so he, he called me up and said that he's got 25,000 tins of pretzels, tins that have quilts on it, and pretzels. So we developed a butter pretzel. We put them in, brought some out to California, and pretty soon they were in every major retailer, buttery pretzels, so we did two other extensions of the buttery pretzel in the tin. So we had a whole line of quilts 
Today they're still in the American Folk Art Museum in New York, the tins, and you can find them online. So from that, uh, I like the pretzels, so we end up developing other, other types of pretzels. And then I had this idea to do um, uh, a honey mustard pretzel. So Quest International was an ingredient house I knew, and they developed um, a, uh, a honey mustard pretzel, and we put it on a nugget, and then we put it in a, in a milk carton, and we, we marked it the pretzels that pour, because you open the milk carton. We went to, uh, not, it wasn't Costco then, it was uh, Price Club in San Diego, and they bought pallets and pallets. So we had this whole line of the pretzels that pour, and it went on for a couple of years until I believe Snyder, somebody came out with a honey mustard because we didn't have the distribution they did. So we got out of the honey mustard and then we continued in with the butter pretzels at retail. So at, it, it seems like you were really just ahead of the curve on all of this stuff. Yeah, I've been in ahead of the curve on a, on a few items, but uh, the pretzels have been, because I had some mentors in the industry, Galen and a guy named John Lovler and people at Bachman. Bachman had, we worked with Bachman on pretzels, but I introduced the first air pop popcorn on the market that they had and things like that. But the pretzels have always been a passion. So I've been doing uh, you know pretzels for a long time and developed years ago a butter toffee pretzel for the gift basket industry. And so it went on for, it's been like 12 years with that, 15. So a lot of companies come by the show and say, can you do a commercial one? So. I didn't know what to do with the, so the butter toffee pretzel recipe we had was good, but it wasn't for retail. So I did some research, and in England there was a company that made toffee in the 1776, 1750s, and they made it uh, in this little town called Everton, which is outside Liverpool, and uh, so they made it for the toffee Everton soccer team, which is still called the Toffees. So I called them up and I said, do you mind? He says, it's fine, you do what you want with it. Everton Toffee is no longer obviously around. Uh, but Dickens, Queen Elizabeth used the recipe. So we got the recipe, we took the iron uh, pipes out of the recipe to make iron and we changed it around. And so we conformed it to, to, to adhere to our pretzels. So we're the only company that can make a butter toffee pretzel that sticks to the product, doesn't clump, so we have all the great ingredients. So we, we came out with the Everton butter toffee pretzels. And then we also have the line extensions of ones with pecans, cashews, and almonds. And we also have peppermint. So the line's been gathering momentum and people really love the product. It's very good, does, if you read the reviews on Amazon, they're incredible. So we also have a caramel to go with it, a buttery caramel. So the pretzels kind of evolved for us. So, Michelle, that was Rory Ritz, who is the guy behind Everton Toffee, which, despite its name, is actually a pretzel company. Uh, I wonder if they have t- just toffee, too, maybe. We, yeah, don't, we don't even think about we, we that don't, we don't, Yeah, we didn't get into that. But, um, uh, but what they had there was a lot of different varieties of pretzels. And uh, there's more to the story, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But we should flash forward to our very own crunch time. <clears throat> tell City Pretzels, uh, and uh, try the couple of varieties that he was talking about, like this idea that um, they have the best adhering toffee uh, that, that well, the, attached to a pretzel, the right? The picture on the package looks like it's toffee that is stuck onto the pretzel very nicely. Um, we have No clumps, no clumps. as he says, yes. Um, we have the original toffee, and then we have crushed peppermint, which is the toffee and then peppermint. 
on it. So we'll open up these packages. They're four ounces. And we have no idea how much they cost because uh, they were samples. The, we're at the expo. Uh, and, uh, but if you do buy it, the you can relive that, that story that Rory told us on the back all about uh, – how Molly Bouchelle made her first batch of creamy handcrafted candies in 1753. And we'll see if we like the toffee that uh, Dickens was so fond of. <laughs> I'm trying to get one with lots of peppermint on it. All right, I have the uh, the, we go with the original, original first? first. Yes. Let me get a couple of pieces of peppermint out. All right, what does it smell like here? Not really toffee. No, not. It's not a very strong smell. It's like a nice light coating over the the pretzel, where it's salty and sweet. That's very it's it's crispier than I expected. It's not like an overpowering toffee flavor on it, like when you have like a chocolate covered pretzel. Right. And it's just so covered that there's like a little dot of pretzel in the middle. We should we should describe the shape. These are the typical mini twist pretzels. And uh, the one that I'm holding now actually has so much toffee on it that the the holes in the whole praying arms uh, shape, uh, two of the three of the holes are completely covered in toffee. Lucky. <laughs> I think they're good. They're like a yeah. nice, sweet snack. I feel like you're eating lunch at work and you just want a little bit of sweetness afterwards to have your... Mouth not taste like onions, and this would be really nice. <laughs> this is a dessert pretzel that one would eat after one eats a Funyuns. Funyuns or dots, even. Mm, yes. You have your dots, and then you, if you don't want a Mr. Dot bar. You start your pretzel meal with a, a yogurt-coated pretzel, <laughs> and then you move into a more savory, and then you end it with a, a toffee. This is a three-course pretzel <laughs> meal we're talking about here. Uh, should we try the peppermint ones? Right. So we, if this is if this is Christmas time, say, mm-hmm. and you've started with and your yogurt. And you had like a and... seven-course pretzel meal, right. and this is um, when you're singing carols. <laughs> pretzel carols. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so these are, I think they're pretty much the original toffee ones, and then they have crushed up peppermint. One of my favorite pretzel carols, Oh Little Town of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Oh, very mm. nice. <laughs> <laughs> very pepperminty. You know, it took a second for me to, to taste the peppermint, but... Maybe I just had a peppermint-heavy one. It is very pepperminty, but again, it's not... Not peppermint in an overbearing way. So we talked to a, a mint farmer when we were at the expo, and he grows lots and lots of mint, and most mint that we have is artificial mint. Does this say anything about where the mint comes from? I am looking at the wrong package. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Look at that right in my hands here. It tastes like a, like a crushed up. Pure peppermint oil. Oh, I wonder is, if it originates at the mean? mint farm in uh, Where was that in farm? Oregon. Um, yeah, I think I think they're both good. I think I like just the plain toffee because the peppermint is kind of overpowering. Yeah, it's not as uh, you. I, I think the toffee is a nice enough flavor that I enjoy it a little bit more than the toffee and the peppermint. But they're actually both pretty Very pleasant. Pleasant, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think we had, there was other ones that had the toffee and nuts on it, which I think would be nice as well. So, cheers to Everton Toffee. Nicely done, Everton Toffee. 
So they... Um, that, a, that is not where the story ends, yeah, right? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> they made a connection last year at the expo with a uh, like a, a meat rub. What would you call it? Barbecue? Maybe we should just have her tell yeah. the story. My name is Amy Young. I have a company called Old World Spices and Seasonings out of Kansas City, Missouri. And we are a custom seasoning blender and co-packer. So tell us the story of what happened last year. Okay, so I came to the show last year. Uh, we are, we're very heavy into barbecue rubs. We work with a lot of the uh, competition pit masters, the TV chefs, the ones you're seeing on the Food Network, grill masters, uh, and we license their names. So we take their barbecue rubs that they use in competition, and we're selling them out to um, hardware, outdoor living, sporting goods channels. Well, you can only get so many barbecue rubs on a shelf before you hit point of saturation. So we came to the show, and I actually came looking for, like, meat sticks and jerky, thinking they would be the good fit. Well, shock of shocks, I come across Everton Toffee Booth, and they had these delicious toffee-coated pretzels. They had one with roasted red pepper, and I tasted it, and a light bulb went off in my head. And I said, what if we put barbecue rubs in with the toffee-coated pretzels? We have that sweet, savory snack, something really different. It's not being done. And Rory uh, from Everton was very gracious to say, hey, let's test it. Send him some product. We went through a couple tweaking rounds, hit it right on the head, what we wanted to send out there. So it's been a full year now. But the products um, have just come into our warehouse. We're starting to get them out into retailers. We've had uh, phenomenal interest uh, to get these products out there. So it's just kind of like taking my love of barbecue and merging it with this wonderful world of sweet pretzels. And so is your background like a flavor person? Well, actually, no, you ready? I'm a special ed teacher. This is my family business. I'm third generation. So I started teaching, and then I took a break from teaching, which has now been a 29-year break, to help my dad when he was starting up this company. And uh, we just really, we love working with other entrepreneurs, other small businesses, people like Everton that are trying to get be creative and get something new out. And we find the synergies between our companies so that it's a win-win for everybody. We really believe in partnerships, not customers. And in this case, Roy had the same idea. We're not a customer of his now. We're a partner to help grow the, the sweet pretzel lines. So how many different flavors do you have? Well, we are launching four to start with. So we have a honey sriracha. We have a smoking cherry. Now, this isn't like a fruit cherry. This is like a cherry wood smoke that you'd barbecue with. Uh, brown sugar hickory, and the sweet barbecue is a Memphis style. So, and and you were here. You said you were you were thinking you know meat sticks or jerky or whatever. Are you just a pretzel fan? And you said I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, you do a lot of nibbling yeah, when you walk around here. <laughs> And I think I stopped. There are a lot of snack food companies, obviously a lot of snack food companies, a lot of pretzel manufacturers, chip manufacturers. To me, that was been there, done that. It was what I saw, what I thought was the originality that they were doing with the toffee on the pretzels that made me want to try this one. I don't think I ate another pretzel anywhere in the show. This is the only one that I tried. And its packaging is beautiful. So that also grabbed my attention as I walked by. Who would have thought, like, a toffee pretzel would be like, yeah, I'm going to put some barbecue rub on that. It's going to be delicious. <laughs> I, I, I eat, sleep, and breathe barbecue, so I try to think of how barbecue is going to go with everything. <laughs> so, Michelle, kind of an interesting story. Yeah, and we are lucky enough to have uh, one of the the meat rub. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think this is the pretzels. first time meat rub has come up on the pretzel podcast. <laughs> um, so we have the brown sugar hickory pretzels um 
<laughs> the the package says a little bit sweet, salty, and spicy. The holy trinity of championship flavor. Um, so this is features um, uh, loot and booty barbecue. It, it features what? Loot and booty barbecue. I'm sorry. One more time. <laughs> loot and booty barbecue, uh, which is um, a rub that was created by veteran Sterling Smith of Scottsdale, Arizona, who's been winning barbecue competitions worldwide <laughs> since 2009. So it has his rub on the, the toffee pretzels. Well, and so you can imagine, I guess we... we uh, loot I, and booty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so you're sitting around at a barbecue, and I don't know. You're waiting for the ribs to be done, or the you're like licking your fingers, and you're like, "Ooh, this is good. I wish I had this pretzel on a pretzel with toffee." And then you dip your hands into the 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 bowl of pretzels, and then nobody wants anymore because you've just licked your hands. And they say, "Here, have the whole bowl." There you go, you. Um, I have two stuck together. So also a four ounce package. Wow, I, it the smells like loot and booty. <laughs> you ready for this? Uh, yes, I am. I'm really kind of curious, especially how it mixes with the the toffee, toffee that we just had. It's kind of like the chocolate and seasoned pretzels. It works. Wow, that's really good. Well, huh. you think of. Like barbecue sauce itself has a lot of sugar in right. it, so it makes sense. But the the toffee, um, yeah, you really—I mean, you really do pick up the brown sugar going on here, and the hickory. And I feel like if you're a big fan of barbecue, like a barbecue snob, you have your different rubs that you like. And if this is a rub that you know you like, it's a nice way of having it in a different form. Honestly, I think these really would go well with ribs or like a barbecue pork sandwich or something. Some coleslaw. Yeah. I wonder, does anybody have a coleslaw-flavored pretzel out there yet? Maybe next year they'll have it. Rory Ritz. <laughs> the light just we just, uh, we just had a light go out. I th- maybe maybe not coleslaw pretzels. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Say coleslaw pretzels and a light burns out in the studio. I just think it's amazing that... Um, she walked by the stand and toffee pretzels, and she's like, "Yeah, this would be go well with barbecue sauce or barbecue robin." And like a year later, they had the product there for people to try. I so. think that really is kind of the story. I mean, we go to the sweet, the uh, sweets and snacks expo to find interesting stories and interesting people who are involved in the industry. But the people in the industry are there to make exactly these kinds of connections, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. For us to go and meet people for whom the the Sweets and Snacks Expo actually resulted in this this innovative pretzel. Yeah, it's like you see that product on the shelves and you don't realize like how it just kind of came together and it was such like a natural connection. Right. You um, imagine somebody sitting in their office and saying, oh, what should we try putting on a pretzel? But this was actually... Just like a very organic way of creating a new flavor of pretzel. So that was very cool to meet meet both sides of that story. Let me ask you this, because this is not something we talk about a lot, but what do you think of what's left on your hands after you eat one of these pretzels? You just lick it off. <laughs> it's like a... How many years ago was that? The Lady Doritos? The Lady Doritos, yeah. yeah. True ladies like to lick their barbecue rub off their fingers. <laughs> so, yeah, cool. It was uh, good pretzels that we've had today. Yeah. nice. 
We have lots more to try, so we'll have those in future episodes. Yeah, um, do we want to tease what we have coming down the road? We have some uh, pretzels that are high in protein, of all things. But are also gluten-free. We have some pretzels that are in mixes of things because um, we really haven't done like a, a a trail mix or a snack mix of how the pretzel works with all the different um, things that are included in the mix. And in fact, we not only have that, but we have pretzels in a mix in bar form. <laughs> yes. Um, what else do we have? We have uh, Port City pretzels, which has a pretty neat story, so we'll get into that. Um, some pretzels are, are these really pretzels kind of thing, uh, a pretzel company that makes, um... The pretzels you don't know that you're eating. Yes. That, that was amazing. It's the... Well, we don't want to say too much yeah. more. So we have a lot. <laughs> we collected a lot of great conversations that we look forward to sharing with you. Uh, Michelle, if people have pretzels they want to suggest to us, how might they get in touch? So I think the best way is probably to send us a tweet or a message on Instagram or take a picture of the pretzel you want us to try and take us on Instagram. We are at Pretzel Podcast. We also have a Gmail if you want to email us, uh, pretzelpodcast at gmail.com. Michelle, when was the last time you checked that Gmail? I don't want to talk about it. I'll do it after this. And that's it for this episode of the Pretzel Podcast. I'm Michelle Maternowski. And I'm Mitch Tyke. And we leave you with this odd thought as we consider these barbecue pretzels sitting in front of us. Loot and booty. Are those the same thing? Yeah. What's up with that? This has been another episode of the Pretzel Podcast, the podcasting world's pretzel epicenter. The Pretzel Podcast is a production of WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, and is distributed by the Pretzel News Network. Pretzel.